Let's try Scanners by Barbara Sher. I just found something so unexpected on my bulletin board um, that I'm not even dressed or made up and it's nighttime and I probably don't have enough light on me, but I have to read it anyway. It's um, because I've never, you know, people will read, refuse to choose and they feel so much better. Um, and, and many of them just feel better knowing that they're scanners. But I never had quite the pieces about how that made their lives better all by itself. Um, and I haven't talked too much about the day book, which has been very important to people, very, very important. And, and then I came across this discussion on my bulletin board. Um, started it a, a year ago. And it explains everything, so I, I have to read it. I just have to get it recorded. This is from someone called Now I Know. And the title of the, uh, the, the topic he started is So Excited About the Newly Discovered Life as a Scanner. Friday, July 18th, 2014. My Scanner Journal. I hope it would be okay to share here the excitement of noticing the change of my life. After I discovered that I'm a scanner, I started to see myself as a project. I'm now interested in my change, how I feel differently than before. I just want to write it out, the wonderful feeling inside my chest. At the moment, about two months after I first discovered the book Refused to Choose, the change was more subjective at first, but it became more and more objective. <laughs> in the beginning, I just started with feeling some hope instead of hopelessness. Before this, I had no idea what my next 10 years were going to be. I assumed then that I was going to start many things, be enthusiastic about them for a while, and then I was pretty sure I would drop it before finishing it and hate myself. Before, I thought the non-finished product equates to zero, meaning I don't achieve anything. It will happen till I die. After reading Refuse to Choose, I guess I started telling myself subconsciously that it's okay to be like this. Others did it too. It's not a problematic life. It's a normal life like some others. No curse, no shame, no guilt. What a relief. I remember that in the past two months, my first reaction was to celebrate. I'm a scanner who, with the support of my partner, was partially successful in forcing myself to dive. I have been working for 20 years, only six months break, in between which was wonderful. Because I felt like being forced all the time, I've been saving money because I had a secret fear that one day I would leave my work and have to live off my savings if I could no longer bear it. I didn't enjoy anything else than my own creativity. After reading Refuse to Choose, subconsciously, I went out to celebrate. I didn't buy many clothes or eat out much before. I didn't feel like doing that. Most expenses were on art supplies and craft materials. Mm -hmm. However, now I started buying clothes again and enjoying eating Japanese foods, Western food, dessert, and ice cream. I crave for them all. And later I have to go on a diet again as I always do in my life. I found myself go back to swimming and to the gym 
since I started to like my life. After that, I've been entering a lot into scattered day books. I have done a lot more drawings than before. I used to try to avoid drawing my ideas in a book. I have made a lot of small handmade cards for colleagues in my office, cards which took less than 30 minutes to create for various occasions, which I never had the energy to do before. Now I have energy to list people's names for making the big card which more with more details than I used to do before. I then found out there are lots of interesting postings in this refuse to choose forum on this bulletin board. I don't think I would need any new books for a while. It's a whole new world to explore. Refuse to choose advised me to map out the unfinished projects in my place, in my apartment. I therefore started exploring the pile of art material and craft supplies I've been collecting years and years everywhere. I personally don't really like a mess since I'm practicing Zen and meditation. There was an, inter there was an internal conflict before. I like a tidy house, but if I don't see project material and supplies lying around the place, I forgot what idea I had. So I used to spread them all out, but was disappointed to see them unfinished and not living in the clean, tidy place. The Scanner Daybook is a great solution. Even though before the book I had folders of my previous drawings of projects, it was just proof of my failure to finish things. But now that I've read the book, the Scanner Daybook is so practical in remembering my ideas and it's no longer painful to look at. I took those art supply materials out of the shelf from under the table and took photos of each group. Then I went through all the cabinets in the house. I got rid of old clothes and old newspapers and boxes that I won't use again. I sorted them out and I gave or threw them away since I now have energy I didn't have before. Oh, I love this letter so much. And I found lots of space. I put art supplies in each cabinet and I printed photos of them which I placed inside the cabinet door. There is no pressure to finish them and the ideas are saved in my scanner day books. I got the tidy house I want to live in. I plan to list what I have finished doing in the past and organize it. I think the scanner day books are going to be bigger and bigger. I have a lot to do in finding the idea and materials for the cards I plan to make. I use meditation to help me keep balance between office work I have to do and the eagerness to jump into those projects, which I will only do until my rewards end. That's, that's out of refuse to choose. He understands that as long as you're getting, as long as the scanner is getting a reward from what he's doing, he should stay. And as soon as the reward is gone, he will become disinterested and he should leave. So he's given himself that permission. I will only do this until my rewards end and enjoy the journey of figuring out how to do it instead of concentrating on the finished product. I feel wonderful. Thanks again for this forum to give me a chance to express the wonderful feeling I have. I will continue to read the previous posting of all scanners and I look forward to what you all would like to share. That same day, I went into the bulletin board a year ago and I said, what a wonderful report. I'm reading it late at night and I can feel a huge smile on my face. Welcome home, fellow scanner. 
Thank you so much for your kind words. Hearing welcome home fellow scanner from you means a lot to me. After roaming around for 42 years, I really feel like home with fellows who understand me. I hope to add more entries to my journal. Thank you again. Um, then M Space wrote, great report. Now I, now I know is the name of the person who's been doing this writing. Great report, now I know. Thanks for sharing. It's great to hear success stories of scanners who discover themselves and unleash their superpowers at last. Bravo to you. Square Peg came in and said, that's a really awesome testimonial. Thanks for sharing. Now I know, said, thank you for your kind words. I'm so glad to have this moment of my life I never imagined to have. And so I'm sitting here reading this and thinking, oh, I hope this lasts. Oh, I hope this lasts. I hope this isn't something that doesn't last. Um, and, uh, and now I know, thanks, Square Peg. Thank you very much, Square Peg. This is a great moment of my life. So great. I want to record it so I could reread it from time to time. And then now I know comes in with another entry for his Scanner Life Journal. This is um, only a few days later. At the moment I started rereading each chapter of the book, refused to choose carefully. My friend joked that I'm going to make a thesis out of the book. I used the study method to see what is the key idea and how much I remember in each paragraph. Then I go back to read the paragraph again until I understand and remember the key idea. Still feeling great every day about not having to pressure myself to finish all the projects. However, I did make progress in many projects in the meantime. This journal is one of the projects, this journal that he's writing in the forum. This journal is one of the projects which has progress. Going back to look through all my notebooks, I saw many diaries in various topics I had started and dropped. It was the guilt feeling and lack of understanding of my scanner characteristics which stopped me from writing them. The understanding of one's identity is so powerful. Now I feel like it's worth recording how I transform and it's okay to do it only as long as I want to do it. Organizing my place is also the project which has progress. It is so fulfilling going through each cabinet, getting rid of stuff and having more free space. When I first read the book, I decided that the first project to take action on should be changing my environment instead of jumping to art and craft ideas in my head. I still have my whole life to do that. This is because I don't feel like having to rush out and buy some materials or spend time to Google something because I was afraid I would forget the idea. And that made me busy all the time, kind of in a constant rush. I started to feel that I have time now. How wonderful. This is a life-changing moment. I started to see the major changes in my feeling and my environment now. Though it progresses slowly, because when the ideas keep popping up and everything I see as a scanner, I have to stop from time to time to draw and write in my scanner daybook. However, after the quick drawing, I could come back to the project of organizing my place. This is the first time I could continue the project I prioritized. I am so content. Though I have other things to finish because they're due, I have an upcoming trip abroad in the next several weeks, which I have to prepare for. My partner took me on a trip once a year in the past 10 years. My car is also due for inspection, and I should have a medical checkup. Listen to this. However, 
However, I don't feel any pressure anymore because I no longer think like I did before. That if I spend time on those necessary things, I will lose some idea and time to work on my art project. Boy, I feel like there are so many scanners who have to hear this. That's why I'm reading it out loud. I hate to read so much and not talk, but I used to think that I have to be at my home all the time. So at least I could finish something and not be a hundred percent loser. Only ninety-five percent. Now I just carry small scanner daybooks with me. I write the idea down when I'm running some errands. There will always be new ideas, and it's not dysfunctional not to finish them. I feel so amazing. Listen to this one. I also started accepting lunch and dinner invitations from my siblings and friends. It's been wonderful spending time with them again. I hope you can hear how amazing this is. This is a, this really is a transformation, and and this is the only person I know who has recorded what it feels like. I I want a lot of people to know about it.、Um, the difference compared to before, when I was avoiding invitations as much as I could, is again that the pressure I put on myself to finish something. And the constant resisting, not to be a loser, are gone. I used to think those lunches and dinners stole time from me. I have done my duty, going to work in the office Monday to Friday. Lunches and dinners with friends and family used to feel like a weekend duty before, like additional work. With that attitude. I might not enjoy myself much when I did go, and they felt it. They felt that I didn't enjoy myself. Nowadays, it's been wonderful to open up and learn about lives of people I love and care about, knowing my art ideas are saved somewhere, and it doesn't matter when I finish them. The writing and drawing of the ideas in the scanner daybook in itself is an achievement. I feel great. One of the readers said, "It's great reading your reports. Your enthusiasm clearly shows from your writing. Such a great feeling, isn't it? Being excited. Welcome. You're here with your kin. These people, Elaine. Wonderful Elaine Glimmy, the novelist. She says reading your posts makes me happy too. M Space says, and this is August 11th, about a poem." Almost two months later, you're a terrific scanner success story. N I K that stands for now. I know, and I love hearing about your progress. To keep bringing them, if you feel like it. <laughs> so sensitive. Now I know comes back and says,、uh, "Thank you, Medelia. It's such a great feeling. I finally feel peace in my heart." About a month later,、um, after these people wrote and、um, answered Elaine too. Thank you, Elaine. I'm so happy. Here's the section the that describes what a scanner、and、is. Okay, we're gonna jump over here. I want to keep you interested. Let's get into account.
Listen to this. Hello, I'm back. I want to read you something from my book. It's um, it's one of the pages before the book starts. But I've been getting so many comments about this and so many comments like this on Facebook and and. Actually, here, if you look down in the videos right here on my channel, you'll find some of the most amazing comments. I'm going to answer some of them, too. But today, the one I want to answer, somebody said, am I a scanner? And then she told me she read this page. <laughs> it, it helped a lot. So I'm going to read it to you just in case you haven't read my book. It could happen. Some people haven't. Here we go. It's called Are You a Scanner? This is the book in English. And it also is in German. And I'll show you that too as soon as I get my hands on it. And it says, are you a scanner? Hey, right there. Here's some quotes. And I got to tell you, they break my heart because there are so many people in this world who honestly believe these. I went to a dinner last night with some wonderful new people I've never met before here in Germany, all English speakers, wonderful people, friendly. And one of them said she loves to do this and she loves to do that. And I said, that's great. You're, you're, you're just exactly the kind of person I'm interested in. And she said, oh, no, it's terrible. I can't stick to anything. I don't know what. Will. And I said, well, maybe you better read my book. She said, I just and then she said half of the things on this list. So let me read it to you. One, see if you've ever said any of them. I can never stick to anything. I know I should focus on one thing, but which one? I lose interest in things I thought would interest me forever. You know what that's like. It's like, oh, I finally found it. Most scanners. Well, finally, I can stop looking around and love this. And they do love it. And they love it for a month or two or three. And then they don't love it anymore. And they think there's something wrong with them. I'm going to try to stop myself from commenting between every one of these, but it's very hard. Um, here's another one. I keep going off on another tangent. Here's one. I get bored as soon as I know how to do something. Yeah. I have to stop. Listen. Some scanners love to learn how to do things. I'm, I'm not one of them. Um, I'm a scanner who loves to learn how things got the way they are. I'm interested in history. I'm interested in geology. I'm interested in how people got from here to there and why did they go that way. And then I'm interested in languages that developed not in how to speak the languages. But mm -hmm. some scanners are very interested in how you do things. It matters to them a lot. And these are people who get bored as soon as they know how to do something. They act as if that's a problem. But why on earth would you continue to want to learn something you already know how to do. If you love to learn, you would want to learn something else you know how to do. It doesn't fit into what you think of as a specialist, but I'll tell you something, the most successful people in the world get bored as soon as they know how to do something and they move on to something else and that's why they know how to do so many things. And I won't mention famous people right now because I'll tell you something about mentioning famous people. I always mention them because you, we both know those people. So if I say something about Albert Einstein, you know who I'm talking about. But you can also say, as many have, yes, but he was a very special genius. And I'm not pretending he wasn't. He was. 
but I know a whole bunch of other people who you've never heard of and who aren't Albert Einstein geniuses. But why should I tell you about them? You don't know who they are and you wouldn't prove anything to you. I am going to tell a lot of stories later on in this series about people who you've never heard of. When I'm through, you're going to know who they are. Some of them are magnificent. Don't let me forget to tell you about the man who trained Beethoven. He was a scanner, and he made sure Beethoven knew about that. He, made, he thought that was important. I'll get to that. Um, I can't stand to do anything twice. Those are learners. How would you like to eat breakfast twice? How would you like to eat lunch twice? Don't you want to eat breakfast once and lunch once? And then nothing till dinner, don't you want that? And well, you're not supposed to feel that way. I was once at a um, crafts, I was asked to speak at a crafts association conference and there were lots of people in the audience, wonderful people. And um, I got to know them and I said, I'm not terribly good at crafts, but I love them. The only thing is I just don't want to do anything twice. And five of them at the table who heard me lean forward and said, neither do we. I said, what do you mean? They said, we make a doll, it's great, it's so interesting. We don't want to make another doll. And you can't, yeah, if it's a success, you have to make a lot of them. We don't want to do that. I went, oh, be damned. Creative people never want to do anything twice, do they? And they shouldn't, should they? There's a solution for the problem, but um, when you can't stand to do anything twice, don't be so sure that's a bad thing. That just might mean you're creative. And when something's not creative, it's not your style. <laughs> I keep changing my mind about what I want to do and end up doing nothing. Now, this one makes me sad. I know about that one. I'll talk about it later. I work at low-paying jobs because there's nothing I'm willing to commit to. I think about that one. I've got a whole chapter in this book, and I'm going to spend some time on, in a video talking about it. Scanners have. Scanners don't understand commitment at all. Commitment to them is like a jail sentence. I'll get to that when I get to that. There's so much I want to tell you. Okay. I won't choose a career path because it might be the wrong one. Another person who thinks that you hear the jail gate close, the keys clink, and that's where you stay. But nobody has done that for years. Nobody does that anymore. You know why they're saying this, don't you? They're saying this because their parents don't know that nobody does this anymore. Because their parents retired before things changed. Their parents don't know. Somebody they know has done things forever. But you don't have to go very far to find people who have done eight career paths in their lives. And they're considered fine. I've already mentioned my uh, literary agent. She said, don't tell anybody. She said, I look very stable because I've had this job for decades, but um, every new book I get to look at, every new book I get to look over, every new manuscript, it's like adult ed. I'm learning something totally unrelated to the last thing I'm learning, and I love every bit of it. She said, I'm so shallow. If anybody found out why I'm really here, they wouldn't let me be here, except she makes real good deals, so she'll be there. Uh, this one. I think everyone's put on this earth to do something. Everyone but me, that is. How does that break your heart, huh? I can't pay attention unless I'm doing many things at once. <clears throat> I know people like that. They have very big brains, incidentally, bigger than mine, and I admire and adore them. <clears throat> I do a lot of things at once. I just screw most of them up. This is an interesting one. 
I pull away from what I'm doing because I'm afraid I'll miss something better. Now, if you saw something better and you were drawn to it, that's fine. I, I could talk about that. Um, you're that way with a book, for example. Like, um, if you have a lot of books around your house that are half read, it's not because you can't finish them. It's because they were exciting until you got what you wanted and then another one was exciting. And you were trained to believe you're supposed to finish a book, but you're not supposed to finish a book. Researchers do not finish books. If they did, they would get fired. Researchers look through books to find what they want to know, and then they put the book away. Um, but if you're somebody who is afraid you'll miss something better when you don't even have anything in mind, that's about something else. That's something else. I'd love to hear from you if you identify with that. Leave comments below because I want to talk about that. But I want to make sure I've heard from a number of you before I do. Because that's, I think nowadays with the cell phones and everything, they have the fear of missing out, F-O-M-O, -O, it's called FOMO, people who keep looking at their cell phones, teenagers mostly. <clears throat> but this is not a teenager writing. And this is somebody who knows what it feels like to miss out on something better. They know what it is. And so let's talk about what they really missed out on, okay? Let's get to that. Here's one I know about, uh, you might, I'm too busy, but when I do find time, I can't remember what I wanted to do. Familiar? I'll never be an expert in anything. I feel like I'm always in a survey class. Yeah, well, um, what's wrong with that? Well, that's very superficial. No, it's only superficial to the person who's teaching the survey class. They specialized in it. You're a generalist. You need a wider, uh, trust your feelings. When something's interesting, pay attention. When it gets boring, pay attention. But let me read the rest to you because I think it's important. If you've ever said any of these things to yourself, chances are good that you're a scanner, a very special kind of thinker. Unlike those people who seem to find and be satisfied with one area of interest, you are genetically wired <laughs> to be interested in many things. And that's exactly what you have been trying to do. Because your behavior is unfamiliar and even unsettling to the people around you, you've been taught that you're doing something wrong. And you must try to change. But what you've been told is a mistake. You have been misdiagnosed. You are a different creature altogether. Mm. What you've assumed is a disability to be overcome by sheer will. I should read my own book, but it took me a long time to get this right, and I love the way it is. What you have assumed is something that you have to overcome by sheer will is actually an exceptional gift. You are the owner of a remarkable multi-talented brain trying to do its work in a world that doesn't understand who you are and doesn't know why you behave as you do. And unless you know who you are, you're going to agree with them. That's the biggest problem. Not only would that be unfair and inaccurate, it could prevent you from developing your gifts and making your contribution to the world. I don't know if you care about that. I care about that. That's what my whole work effort is about, is everybody gifted making their contribution to the world. We need 
those contributions and everybody is gifted. I've tried to create something that will help you. I call it um, a, a scanner's owner's manual. You know, like you have an owner's manual for your car. <clears throat> something doesn't work, you pull it out, open the hood and see the diagrams. Well, that's what this is for you because there just isn't one out there. Welcome to a new way of looking at yourself and congratulations. The jury is in. You're not a dilettante and you're not shallow and you have been found innocent by virtue of mistaken identity. You are now free to stop being judged and live the life you've wanted all along. Now take a deep breath and let's start over.